Thank you for being with us and joining us again on this episode of Tapping Into Spirit. As always, I'm your host, Dr. Anthony Smith, with my wonderful co-hosts, Zawadi Powell and Glenda Jones. How are you all doing this evening, ladies? Peace. Doing well. But you're going to get better. I will. <laughs> That's, That's my plan. And you know, today's conversation is about spirituality and optimism. I think it's time, this is a profound day. Well, profound is maybe not the right word. It is certainly a day that we need some optimism with all of the gloom and doom that surrounds us and everybody feeling so oppressed and shut in and closed in and as the world is going to just shut in on us. It's important to take take a breath and just remember what it means to be optimistic. So today we're going to spend some time talking about that. Hopefully we'll uh, share some things that will uh, inspire and uplift your spirits and remind you to stay focused and tapped into spirit because everything is all right. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Right now. Yes. Right. And that's all we have is now. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you know, in the grand scheme of things, you know, when we really look at the big picture, everything is always going to be all right. Because it all has to do with perspective, mm-hmm. which is optimism, particularly for those who are of us who are privileged um, <laughs> to be in situations where, you know, we are probably going to survive. You know, we are probably going to uh, go back to a normalcy. Um, we are probably not going to be without water, without food. Um, we are, uh, on some levels, many, many people are, um, dealing with a self-inflicted hysteria that, um, that has to do with negative thought processes and dwelling in that while there are others who genuinely have a reason to, um, to be stressed and to fear. And, uh, and um, I think that we have to really sort of put our own lives in perspective and look at what's really around us and what are really uh, the benchmarks for our stress. What, what really are our own, um, you know, relative uh, worries that, that we're looking at and, and how realistic are, are the things that we're imagining and then what what really is is the bottom line of it all because you know i was thinking about my own mortality the other day and i was saying you know wow like if i was to contract you know a illness and die it would be sad for my family they would it would be a tragedy and i would be an ancestor mm-hmm. and i would visit them often 
and I will find every way in my power to try to find the lottery numbers and <laughs> tell them. <laughs> and so, you know, is it like it's it's a sad thing, you know, on some levels, but in 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 my universe, you know, in my direct surroundings with that reality there is an optimistic side to it. And I think that I'm going to focus on that. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that's a, yeah, that's good to uh, focus on optimism. I guess my regular job is to give the definition. <laughs> optimism <laughs> is hopefulness. Hopefulness and confidence about the future are the successful outcome of something. So if we're talking about um, optimism, um, I have to be honest that for me, I work with it. For me, I, I don't always stay in the place of optimism. I have to do the work that helps me to get back to optimism. Um, I deal with anxiety, um, which creates insomnia. Um, which creates fatigue, and those are things that I fight. Um, I use my spiritual tools and um, the knowledge that I have um, to fight that so that I don't exist in that space. And for me, transitioning isn't my greatest fear. I know that we are born and we will all transition. It's the in-between. Um, I, I guess I can try to control the fear of what happens if I am not well and then I don't transition. It's the suffering, um, sickness, and dealing with pain um, are those types of things. So that, for me, becomes... But I work on staying very optimistic and a very working to stay in a positive place. Um, I also am a little older, and so my health it would be different than someone in their thirties or forties. Mm-hmm. So I, I think of it differently than some of the people who may be younger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I like to think about optimism in the sense that. It is a mindset. And when you think about people, our mindsets are things that we can control, right? Because a person could be a paraplegic and they could decide, or let's just say that they um, amputee, they lost their legs. One amputee can be extremely depressed. Another amputee can say, well, I'm going to become the greatest wheelchair basketball player of all time. <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. The, the exact same thing happened to both of them, but one decides to adapt an optimistic mindset and the other choose to chooses to adapt a depressed mindset. Mm-hmm. What is the thing that allows one or the other? And I think that comes from within ourselves. If we allow ourselves to be inspired and we allow ourselves to stay tapped into spirit, then we can find those miracles and make the best out of any situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are people who are, 
there's this one guy who's a paraplegic. He's he's go skydiving, skiing. He's doing all scuba diving. He's doing all of this amazing things with no limbs. Right. It's like how no limbs. You said he none. has none. Okay. And he's doing all of this stuff. He's okay, on videos. Yeah. Okay. And then um, even if you think about uh, taking it out of the context of that, if you look at in, in traveling around, being in a place like Cuba where there aren't a lot of material things that people have, but yet they are so very happy. Um, or, you know, you encounter people as a culture. It seems like the culture is just people are happy in spite of the lack of material goods. Mm-hmm. And in this country, we have people who have all the material goods and are depressed and committing suicide right. and choosing not to be optimistic. So I think that it is something that we can manage and choose for our lives. And I think it's important that we actually do do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a, definitely a choice. Like Glenda was saying, the space, the space that you inhabit or the culture that you um, accept for yourself. I remember my my great aunt Dorothy, she just passed away and um, she's in, with the ancestors and she was, before she died, she was walking with a cane. And I said, Aunt Dorothy, oh my goodness, what happened? You know, you're walking with a cane. And I waited to hear, you know, the sob story or, you know, to give her a space to, you know, express the frustration. And she said, yes, baby, want to see me dance? And she started shaking her little body. And I said, oh my gosh, you did so good. You know, and, 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 and it, it, it just like, Threw me off because I was like, "Wow, wait, this is she's happy. Like mm-hmm. this is a, like she's happy because I guess what I can still dance, you know." Right. So her perspective on that was like mind blowing, and it was automatic, you know. Like that is how she got through the Great Depression, you know. She just constantly looked at everything like, "Okay," and I remember my grandmother always saying, "You know, that ain't nothing. That ain't nothing. That's okay. That ain't nothing." Because really. You know, when you make it something, you know, when you decide that, oh, no, you know, I walk with a cane. Now my life is, you know, boring. You know, it's it's not the same anymore. You know, it's it's a drag. It's frustrating. It doesn't have to be. You you just have to dance. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's, That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So when I think about the times in my life where I've been unhappy in retrospect, I wish I had had that mindset you know you mm-hmm. so she actually lived through the depression yes and so that's really interesting to me because we are in a time where it looks like it might be another depression right and people take on all this stuff and they listen and they're just getting oh oh my god it's, it's, it's horrible it's horrible well maybe not because mm-hmm. as we've talked about before there are always two sides to a thing Creation, mm-hmm. destruction, creation, destruction. Mm-hmm. And so what is it that we can create in this time that will move us forward? Why are y'all buying all the toilet paper? I mean, like, maybe it's time for us to stop using toilet paper. Maybe we need to, like, you know, use cloth and find a way to create a sanitary process where we wipe our behinds with cloth so that we can start to save the earth. Well, there's some cultures who don't use toilet paper. They use water and their hand. Right. And they clean their behind cleaner than toilet paper. 
could ever clean your your vine. And then <laughs> they wash their hand. Yeah, okay. But you Just can't like you eat did. with that hand. You cannot eat with that hand. <laughs> but well, you change your baby's diaper, and sometimes you get shit on your hands, and you eat with that hand. I'm just saying, like soap and water shit kills turns a lot to of soil. Stuff. So shit turns I mean, to soil. Yeah, gotta, right. Soil is the so, basis so, for life itself. You know so that, that, that 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 makes me uncomfortable to think about that. <laughs> But uncom- being uncomfortable is the place where change happens. Absolutely. And so sometimes I recognize that it's necessary for us to come out of that comfort. I don't know that I want to be wiping my butt with a cloth. Some um, of your ancestors did that. Like we didn't always have no, toilet tissue. needs a bidet. This, this, is, this, is, this is correct. You're absolutely correct. People survived before there were rolls of toilet paper. Yes, so, they did. Um, my dad talks about rolling, I mean, um, taking newspaper and rubbing it together. Remember to make that. It, the pages of the Sears catalog. <laughs> to make it soft enough to... Oh wow! Those things to me seem small. Oh my god, that would that would hurt. Well, oh. I'm gonna use flower petals. Yeah, yeah. Go right ahead. Okay. I think that's the least of our concern is the toilet tissue. Maybe not. Yeah. For me, it is. It, it might not be. It I mean, <laughs> I but, can always get in the shower. Right. Well, like, right. what difference does right. that really make right. in the scheme of life? Right. Yeah. Toilet right. tissue. And yeah. so it's an inconvenience, and I think that as Americans, yes. we have gotten so addicted to convenience in mm. every way possible mm-hmm. that we're just like making everything go faster, 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 more convenient, more convenient, more convenient. And you know, we don't, we just don't even want to like get out the car to go get some money out the bank. Like we, <laughs> we just don't even. You know, it's it's just like we want everything, you know, our food fast. like so fast yeah. and convenient and microwave society. Of, exactly. Mm-hmm. The thought of of, you know, that essential um, action or bodily function being so inconvenient or having to, to have a two step, you know, process where you have to, you know, go go and get in the shower and get dressed again. For some reason, it's frightening people. They're buying. I think it was going to make paper. doing laundry of underwear <laughs> a lot better if we did that. But this whole well, people used to you know wash diapers. Um, that's what I'm saying. Instead of using pampers, absolutely. Well, I, have, pampers. I know some people who um, who are are envir- so environmentally um, conscious that they are not using toilet paper. They have a series of washcloths. Um, that they keep in their bathroom in separate little containers and they uh, know which one is for feces and which one is for urine and they don't mix them and uh, because it's a woman so she she doesn't want to mix the bacterias and she um, you know she washes them after she uses them and puts them back in the container and after I think a week she then has to launder them um, and sanitize them, and then she puts them back in the in the containers and you know continue again. And when I saw that, I was like, "You're kind of bugging, like, <laughs> like that's a bit much, you know? Like, can't we just like, you know?" I started buying toilet paper that's made from uh, bamboo because I was like, "That's a sustainable source, you know. We're not killing trees. It's a company called Grove. I think they're they're getting it from China though, so I don't know if that's gonna continue or not. But um." I was like, you know, isn't there some other process? Because that seems like a lot of work. But again, thinking about convenience Mm -hmm. and then, you know, even our perception of our own 
waste, you know, is 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 really interesting. Mm. Well, I, I I feel that what we're dealing with right now will definitely um, it's not for the faint at heart. Mm-hmm. That there will be some things that will change, mm-hmm. and so some of the conveniences we've gotten so accustomed to having extremely expensive storage units. Mm. We call them our home. (laughs) But what we actually do is we store a bunch of stuff in it while we're away from it for most of our life. Wow, isn't that Mm. interesting? While we're at work or we're traveling or we're... And we spend most of our money in our really expensive storage unit that we don't spend much time in. We... Like, so much goes into it. And... Mm. We are so, so much into consumption that I, even our really big expensive storage unit isn't enough storage. So some of us have to go out and get a separate storage unit away from the really expensive storage unit that we're already paying for. Well, what we're dealing with will cause us to be in our home more. It will cause us to interact with our family or the people we love more. It will make work be secondary to family. Mm -hmm. It will make us focus on health. Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of things that are more optimistic Mm -hmm. about it. Mm -hmm. It will also, so there are some industries that are going to suffer, but it will also create a situation where we will have more control over what we're consuming Mm -hmm. because we'll be cooking at home more. Um, So when we're saying optimism, there are a lot of things we can look at. Absolutely. Um, it It will cause us to have more time Mm -hmm. um i'm definitely part of the nap ministry i I like a good nap you know that's something we've lost touch with most of us don't have the opportunity in the course of the day to take a nap right and it's very healthy well in spain they still have the siesta in the middle of the day where you Work yeah. half a day to go for siesta. Yeah. And then work the, the next half of the day. Yeah. If you so. nap during siesta. Because maybe that's not. Maybe they're masturbating. It's your time to do what you want. Right. You get to do what you want to do right. with it. Um, <laughs> I think it's absolutely true. Though. I noticed today because I, I was, um you know, had been in the house for, you know, probably a week with my children and... We were all kind of doing our own separate things. And I went to the grocery store and, you know, one of my friends, uh, Mystic, who's just this huge man, um, he he just gave me a hug and he hugged me for a long time. And I was like, human contact, you know, like, wow, like somebody is, you know, I can feel somebody's energy like I can, you know, uh, be close to someone because it had been several days. You know, since I had even hugged anyone and I, I kind of felt bad because I was like, well, I haven't hugged my kids, you know, uh, I maybe hugged the cat. But <laughs> but it, it, it made me appreciate, you know, and I think that that's one of the things that is going to come out of it as well. That is an op- optimistic outlook that we, you know, he and I and then another friend of mine um, who I bumped into, we were like really um, like valuing valuing our time you know standing close to each other you know no making jokes that oh we're supposed to be six feet apart but i love you so much i'm gonna stand close to you even though it's against the rules you know because there is a there it, it is that is one of the most precious things about 
you know, being connected to people is enjoying, you know, the, the, the human interaction, the, 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 the closeness. And I think we have forgotten how precious that is. Mm-hmm. Well, I certainly think that the time that we will now have uh, this uh, COVID-19 will cause people, as you all are saying, to slow down. And that is vitally important in terms of being able to tap into ourselves, right? Because it's when we can be still and allow spirit to speak to us and us to hear and listen to what spirit is saying rather than being distracted by the 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 running around in life that's where change and genius and inspiration and inventions come from so the optimistic part of me says this system which is not a positive system which for for us and which is not a system that really works well for anybody but those that are at the very top. It's a chance for that system, which didn't seem like it could really um, be changed. Now we can see how it can be changed, Mm. right? Because the playing field has an opportunity to be leveled because the money that's being lost with businesses closing and the economy going down and the stock markets falling, it shakes things up. And so in that destruction of things getting sh- shaken up, something new has to come along and replace it. Why can't that something new come from the minds of any of us who are walking around thinking about life? The next great invention is is waiting. And so take this time in an optimistic sense to say, what can I do to make my mark on the world and allow spirit to guide me in a way that I can create something valuable to my community, but that also will sustain me in a way that moves me along and allows me to have some of the things that I want to enjoy in life. A machine that makes toilet paper out of leaves. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. There'll be a resurrection. I mean, people used to use leaves, but I believe that this will cause um, a situation where there were things we once did and that we once valued that we will now value again. Right. Yeah, I was looking online at the Book of Lost Remedies, I think it was called, and it's this woman who sort of traveled around the world and you know went to some places in Africa and went to some places here amongst Native Americans and had collected all of these different remedies that were um, a lot of them you know weeds that grew in our driveway that are you know she keeps saying our our forefathers knew you know what this was for and you know that this was edible or that this was a salve or that this was something that could cure a fever you know and that, that was fascinating to me as well, because, of course, you know, in the, in this time period, we all start thinking about, you know, apocalypse. You know, we all start thinking about the end of society, you know, and the, 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 the loss of all of these things that we're so dependent on and sort of take for granted and expect, you know, that the Internet's always going to come on, you know. And, you know, I can always look up something or, you know. I'm always, always going to get have my money from the ATM. Exactly. Like, you know, it's, right. it's always, yeah, like there's, there's so many things like that. Right. And it's, 
it, it really made me think that we have to start, um, you know, figuring out what's really valuable to us and then having that, you know, actually in our reality, not in a virtual way. Yes. I, one of the things I, um, to, to speak on that, that I thought about was now is a good time to learn something new. Mm-hmm. A very good time. I'm not much, I do great with, I would call them house plants, but they only grow in my salon and they flourish there. Mm-hmm. With little effort, I mean, I, I water them and I guess I commune with them, but I want to learn to plant something that I eat. Yes. Um, and now is mm. a better time than ever. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's That's even it. the season. It is the season. And so what if trucking shuts down? Right. And we no longer are getting products trucked across the country like most of our products are. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, where will we get our food? Right. Like. So we need to get some seeds. We need to get seeds, but we also need to get little plants. Mm-hmm. Mm. What do they call those saplings or something? That might be a tree. I don't know. But most of the time you go to a nursery and they have little bitty plants of your whatever it is you want to grow. Some mm-hmm. people are good with seeds. Some people aren't as good with seeds. But I think we need a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. And we should plant some kale or some lettuce, some tomatoes or cucumbers or squash. Just a few things. Mm-hmm. Potatoes are good too mm-hmm. because yeah. they're so, you know, the Irish survived on them for many years. Mm-hmm. Because they're so mm-hmm. easy to grow and they just keep... So those are some things that we could think of doing. I, I believe that that will be important to us in our near future. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. always good to have practical things that we can fall back on um, and just maintain that sense of optimism. I think about Octavia Butler's book... Um, um, she has a book, Parable of the Sower. Oh yeah, and she—it's really a, a quite prophetic book. It, mm. it talks about this. It actually this talks about this time period yeah. right now. It's almost she was prophetic because she wrote this book in the eighties, late eighties, and there are things that are happening in that book that are happening now, mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. so it, it's it's it. It's kind of horrific reading the book, hmm. but the point is, and she has a second one, Parable of the Talents, there's, a, there's the follow-up to it. But after the getting through the turmoil, things level off, and there's a redemption. Things become okay. And life is, I think life is like that. If we just study history, there are these series of ebbs and flows, ups and downs, Nobody stays on top forever. In the in history, nobody, there's not been a civilization that has been able to stay on the top. Everybody fell. Right. <laughs> so it's just part of the life cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite things to do is play golf. And, and one of the reasons I like playing golf is because you cannot defeat golf. You will hit a great shot and then you can hit on not so great shot and it's about how you maintain your composure and maintain a positive attitude that will determine your ability to get around the golf course and have a good time doing what you do people who do this for a living hit great shots and then hit 
horrible shots. That happens in life. There are going to be ups and downs. It's a matter of how we maintain a positive attitude and stay optimistic so that we can move forward in a positive way. I, I would say that the best golfers are able to maintain a positive disposition even when things don't appear to be going well. Um, and so this is what we have to do in life as well. Maintain that positive disposition even when it seems like things aren't going so well because we don't know what's right around the corner. We don't. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what and our definition of what is well, you know, as well. It's mm-hmm. it's, it's going to shift, you know, a bit. And I think, you know, back to the Great Depression where, you know, pe- some people were impoverished. You know, they didn't have much to eat. You know, they had to ration their food. And but it it was all about, you know, you look at the music, you know, that came out of the era, mm-hmm. you know, you look at the dances, you right. know, you look at the art, like it, it, it just was all about your culture, your disposition, your choice, you know, as to where, what, what mindset were you going to be in and how were you going to, you know, weather the storm? Um, we, we, we have to know how important culture is right. and yes. we have to make um, conscious choices as mm-hmm. to what culture we belong to and uh, what mindsets come with that and how that culture re- interacts with, with hard times. Mm-hmm. Yes. People of African descent, optimism has been one of the things that helped us to survive. Um, and finding like black joy, mm-hmm. yes. finding spaces, spaces and times and situations to be happy, to celebrate, Mm-hmm. In times that it's seemingly nothing to celebrate, but like you're saying, there's always something. That's why we, people like you watch out for that Rona. Like <laughs> we gave it, a, we gave it a nickname and and make it like yeah, we, we always laugh. We're we so gonna we find cry. a way <laughs> to, to play the dozens with something. We're gonna <laughs> find a way to make it funny. Yes, we are and, and, and bearable. So why? Because what happens when you uh, become fearful? When you become anxious, when you become depressed, when you, you know, look at everything from a very pessimistic standpoint um, and you, you know, start to dread or your your blood pressure can go up, you know, you can start to develop different illnesses, you know, you can um, start to push people away from you and become isolated, you know, it can plummet downward Mm -hmm. and so... I think that that it's a survival tactic that black folks have developed over time uh, to to find what's comical, right? <laughs> you know, in in the midst of all of this, and and laugh at it. Mm-hmm. I think even with the optimism, um, that you know that's important. It's also important. I'd like to add to make good choices. Mm. Like our optimism can't. Or shouldn't be the the thing that causes us to ignore making good choices. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what do, you, what do you mean when so you say good choices? So we can be very optimistic and say, "Well, I'm going to travel somewhere right uh-huh. now <laughs> because uh-huh. I'm optimistic. I'm going to be fine." Well, right. But that's not a good choice. Right. right. So yeah. there has to be balance in that. Right. So you can be optimistic and still make choices that help you to be safer 
why why isn't that a good choice? Going back to our conversation about faith, if we feel that we are strong enough and covered and protected. Um, well, it may be a good choice for some people. I'm just. I, yeah, I would say yeah. for me, it's not a good choice because the chances of me being on a plane with someone who I have seasonal allergies and I sneeze. Like, I could <laughs> be putting my smack the mess out of you. And then I'm going to fight. I'm <laughs> going to bring, I'm gonna bring Dirty Durham, <laughs> Bull City, out and open a can of whip ass. Mm. So, like, it would be a better choice for me not to do that. Mm. I, you know, it's funny. It's funny that you give that scenario because I have found that I am so terrified of the human interactions, the hysteria, mm. the, uh, the, mm. the 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 um, what do you call it? Quarantine by authority. You know, more than I am afraid of the virus, and and so I, I find that so fascinating as well because it's like I don't have much faith in the <laughs> the mass uh, culture of America where I feel as though you know oh you know. If things get really bad, you know, people are going to get my back. You know, like like we can be in a, a plane and something bad goes wrong and we're all going to band together. I, I don't have that feeling right now. <laughs> I have the feeling like I better not go in a plane because there might be crazy people there and they may think that I'm sick, you know, or somebody else they may think is sick and they may start attacking. And that to me is um, unfortunate. And uh, sort of uh, another um, indication of these times where we've been so at each other's throat and there's been so much um, battling going on Mm -hmm. in this world that... uh, I've also seen people step up to really go out of their way to help other people. That's what I was going to say. To really, really go beyond. I have not. I have definitely seen that. Yeah, I was reading a story about this um, teenage boy who noticed a, a elderly man shopping in the store and he was having a difficult time and he asked his mother could he help him and the man was so just overwhelmed that the kid reached out to help him and it was it was a good story there there are people who are reaching out there are people who recognize that folks in certain industries that rely on tips or that rely on um certain type of work they're doing things to reach out and, and contribute and try to take care of those people. So I think, and so the optimistic part of me wants to focus on those people. I know that mm-hmm. there are those folks out there that are going to be fighting over the toilet paper or fighting over the <laughs> parking space or, you know, fighting because somebody sneezed on them. But I think that there are more people. I have to live my life in a space of hope and the space of love and the space of optimism that there are ultimately going to be more people who um, channel the power of good and positivity than channel the power of evil and negativity. Today, Um, when I came home, one of my neighbors, who has never really talked to me, talked to me today. hmm. Now, we talked from afar, because that's what I'm comfortable with. (laughs) Evidently, she was, too. She didn't attempt to come close. But um, that's, to me, one example Mm -hmm. of how... 
what we're going like this is an equalizer right yeah yeah right. and it's so true. now it definitely is you that. definitely want to have allies right you know so in my head i wanted to knock on a neighbor's door and like run away so i won't be close when they open it and just introduce myself and i'm your neighbor we may need each other mm-hmm. we don't know right but well, Rona don't care how much money you got. That does not. <laughs> not at all. Mm. So, yeah, there are some good things mm-hmm. um, that yeah. can come from bad all the time. Yeah, yeah. adversity can build unity. Mm-hmm. Right. Or and what don't kill you, make you strong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We don't yeah. have a lot of cliches. All of that. All of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think, you know, optimism is is something that we all, we can't get enough of it, I don't think. And so we want to encourage people to stay tapped into spirit. And, And if you're doing that, I don't think you can help but to be optimistic because spirit always got us, no matter what. I've said before, times where I just felt like life was, there was no way out. Spirit always found a way out for me um, or a way through or a way um, to exceed and excel and rise above. So I want to share a story. Share a story. <laughs> okay. Like to hear it? Yeah. It so um, <laughs> I've been having, well, I had a little grocery store battle. I really didn't intend to start the battle, but um I went to the grocery store and then someone else went to the grocery store and bought a lot of stuff, a whole lot of stuff. And so I felt like four dozen eggs was a lot to have. So I took back a dozen. I was like, we don't need this dozen egg. Well, we had scrambled eggs one day and French toast another day. And then our four dozen eggs came, went down to like two and a half in no time. And so I was like, oh, my God. And the eggs were out everywhere. Like nobody had eggs. No stores. So I didn't sleep that night because I was like, you're fast behind. You took back a dozen eggs and you should have kept that dozen of eggs. You might need these eggs. You just never know. It was just really tough. So the next, that night I really couldn't sleep. Um, the next morning I woke up and... I tapped into spirit to a greater degree than some days. I spent time at my altar. I asked for guidance and direction. And I focused like, I'm going to go to the store and I'm going to get eggs. I drove to the closest store. And I had called that same store the night before. They said they had no eggs and didn't know when they were getting any. When I got to the store, there were dozens of eggs. in the case Mm. so I got a dozen and a half (laughs) and then I was you know I wanted to get some more elderberry syrup to strengthen my immune system so where I got the elderberry syrup there was none and so I'm driving from the grocery store and just happened to look to my right and I see this little bitty space that says um Tar Hill Town Pharmacy. It's a little bitty pharmacy. It's so tiny. It's probably <laughs> about the size of someone's bedroom. This is a really, but something 
from spirit said, you need to call them. That's where you need to go. I'm like, this can't be where I need to go. But I pulled over and I called on the phone and I asked, so, uh, excuse me, would you happen to have any elderberry syrup? And how about they did? Wow. I've never seen this business before. I've passed it often. It's on Main Street right here in the town we li- I live in and I are the our Carborough and I just never saw it. But they had exactly what I needed. Mm-hmm. I was like, I cannot imagine that. So it, so for me, that was just an example of spirit guiding me. I right. asked for the guidance. Mm-hmm. And I believed that it would happen. Mm-hmm. And so I got my eggs and my elderberry syrup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So adversity builds faith. <laughs> yeah. It builds faith and it makes you manifest things. Yes. You know? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's you know, that that's the other part of optimism as well when we deal with things like the law of attraction or um, you know, manifestations. Uh what energy are you putting out there? Um, and what energy are you getting back? And when you start to think gloom and doom, um, you, you, you can create a self fulfilling prophecy. Um energetically and so that is always a good reason to to be optimistic yes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and to listen to your ancestors when they yes. advise you they definitely do right. yeah trust your intuition mm-hmm. yeah voice mm-hmm. and so I think another good thing you brought up was people should be building up their immune system. I know that's not what we're talking about, but it's a good public service announcement to um, do those things to keep yourself healthy, Um, whether it's elderberry syrup or aloe or what. Well, I'm not going to dispense any information Mm -hmm. necessarily, but But do the research. There are lots of natural plant based things that you can do Mm -hmm. to build your immune system. Mm -hmm. I know people were stockpiling food. Um, and when you stockpile food, that's normally not fresh vegetables, um, alkaline foods, which inhibit dis- the growth of disease. Mm-hmm. But that's what we should be consuming right now. So if we have fresh food in our home, then that's what we should consume right now. Mm-hmm. That's what we should be focusing on is having those things, uh, our, our greens, the, whether they're from spring mix to kale or spinach or whatever the greens that you eat there are plenty of alkaline kale is a much better alkaline vegetable than um than spinach but we should focus on that um juicing making smoothies Mm -hmm. um, and doing our best to build our immune system Mm -hmm. because we can be optimistic that should we be in contact with the virus it won't affect us as much or Maybe we won't affect us at all. Right. So right. it's a really good um, way of thinking. Like less, if we were going to war, we build an arsenal to fight with. Right. And we are going to war. Right. And so we need to build up that. Yeah. So it's interesting because I know people who are pessimistic. They live their life that way. They always think of the worst case scenario, and they say they like to do that because it helps them to prepare for the worst so that they never have a disappointment um, because they've already thought of, you know, the worst thing that could possibly happen. Um, And I think that it makes me think of being optimistic, but also strategizing. Mm 
you know, like mm-hmm. also having a plan because you don't have to uh, dwell on the worst case scenario necessarily, mm-hmm. but you do have to sort of develop a strategy um, and think about all of the different possibilities and things that you might need. Um, and, and you know, don't be blindly optimistic, but um, be, be realistic at the same time as, you know, putting your best thoughts forward. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Sure. Yes. So, this is great. I hope that um, I know it's inspired me to even be more optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to this time um, and what can be birthed out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, time to be silent. Time mm-hmm. to allow spirit to speak and inspire me to do some of the writing I need to do. Purging. It's a great <laughs> time to purge. And great for some people purge, yeah. who need to purge, that was something you were telling me you were doing mm-hmm. in your practice. Yeah. Um, or to complete some of the things that you always say you're going to do, right. but you have not done. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Because you leave your storage unit, your expensive storage unit every day, <laughs> and go spend all your day somewhere else. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that has been the amazing thing about working from home is just noticing how much time you actually do have um, because that travel time is cut out of your um, your routine. Mm-hmm. And um, and then you can take advantage of that. You know, it's at least, you know, for some people, two hours a day that they've gotten back, you know, into their life. And so, you know, take advantage, do some yoga, you know, meditate, have a party in your living room, you know, Mm -hmm. it's it's like, you know, it's it's a a, a more time to enjoy. So some people that are listening, I'll be calling them up. We're going to um, do some dancing together while we are practicing social distancing and um, self quarantining or whatever we're doing. Like I want to whether it's some type of video chat and we play music. A virtual and, and dance party. I do want to have a dance party. <laughs> I believe that it will help. I know there are also ways that on Netflix you can watch movies with friends. Hmm. So we can watch the same movie. And then we can have discussions, which I love to do when I watch movies. Um, but That's there are a lot of creative ways mm-hmm. that you, we can do things that um, connect us to others hmm. that we... We wouldn't have. We would not take the time to do it because right. we're not getting any more time. Right. This is the same amount of time we've always had. Absolutely. We're just going to use it mm-hmm. differently. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, good stuff. Good stuff. I I really like this conversation today. Um, last thing I would say is make sure you drink a lot of water too. Stay hydrated. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's very important. But we want you to be optimistic. Stay thinking about the positive things in life that you can focus on. The fact that you are here with your family, with your friends, your loved ones, and you get to see this wonderful part of history because this is historical. This is a historical time. So any last words from you all? Give me your, oh, I was a cheerleader. I was going (laughs) to, yeah, just let's be positive. Yeah, value check your values look at you know the the small things that you were taking for granted practice the power of now you know be in your present moment and Mm -hmm. be optimistic appreciate everything you know the fact that you are healthy and you are breathing you know the fact that 
uh, you have loved ones, the fact that you have technology where you can see them and speak to them, you know, the fact that you can go to a grocery store and pick up, you know, supplies. It may not be as many as you would like, but it, it does exist, you know. Just, like, try to pay attention to the small things that are wonderful that we look o overlook, you know, every day in our lives. Mm -hmm. And I would just say be a critical thinker and find the bright side in every situation because there always, always, always is going to be a bright side in every situation. You may have to dig deep to find it, but it's there. So make the choice to be the optimistic person rather than the pessimistic person. All right, well, thanks again for joining us on Tapping Into Spirit, and we look forward to communing with you next time. Until then, be safe out there and keep pressing forward. Peace.